pray with me. Spirit of living God, fall fresh now on this preacher and on these your servants who are watching from their spaces and these your servants that are watching in this place of worship. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Brothers and sisters, we are exploring what is a disciple and what is it that disciples are called to do. A disciple, my friends, is simply a follower of Jesus. We follow Jesus into God's world, in God's world where people are hurting, in God's world where people don't understand the gift that they've been given in Jesus Christ, in God's world where hopelessness abounds. And we follow Jesus into that world as a living example of an alternative way of living, as a living example of what can happen when we give ourselves over to God. As disciples, we have been given some important assignments, an important mission. You see, as disciples, we have some responsibilities. We have the responsibility to pray it is through praying that we deepen our relationship with God. It is through prayer that God begins to download in us the things that we need to pray for, the people that God wants us to pray for. We as disciples must be present. It is through being present with saints in this room and being present with God's people wherever we find ourselves, whether it's in a bar or the sanctuary or the grocery store, wherever we are, being fully present with the people of God, listening to their pain, providing sanctuary for them in that moment. Then, my brothers and sisters, we are called to be witnesses, to live a life where when people see you, they are reading the Bible of God. They're reading the story of love, the story of grace, the story of caring, not because you have spoken it, but because you live it. And then we are called to be doulosis in the Greek, servants, to give everything we are, our persons, over to God because we are prisoners of his love and his acceptance. And so we serve God with everything that we are and everything that we have. And today we come to that important, important part of our responsibility of using our gifts. Now, Jim has stated eloquently how we need to support the ministries of Calvary. And when you give to this church, you're not only supporting the ministries that happen in Bloomington Normal, you're supporting the ministries that happen all over the world because a portion of what you give goes to the United Methodist Committee on Relief and wherever there is a need. We are there present with them through our 
gifts. It is through those five things that our relationship with God and our relationship with people grow stronger. It is also where we learn the gifts that God has given us. We call them spiritual gifts. You see, it is through prayer, present witness, and service and gifts that we learn that what God has placed in us. The so-called Black Friday is upon us. And if you have not already, a lot of us will be attempting to locate and purchase gifts for those we love. And on Black Friday, we'll try to do it on sale prices. Amen. Purchasing gifts is both a joy and a chore. It's a joy because we know that the right gift can bring so much pleasure and so much happiness to people. It's not me. <laughs> if you discover what it is Aletha Weatherall wants, please inbox me. I fail miserably every single year. I've given over to say, Brother Sebring, here, here's the credit card. Just go and buy whatever it is. <laughs> it's a chore because it's often difficult to find that right gift for the right person. Sometimes we try to buy gifts for the recipient that they would appreciate in the work that they do. And other times we, we try to give gifts that will help people on their life mission. For example, a plumber will try to find that latest tool that plumbers want to have. A carpenter and a mechanic gets those tools that, that of their trade that they really wish they had but they wouldn't buy. As Christians, as Christians, and as this holy season of Christmas approaches, which begins the day after Thanksgiving, we push ourselves to find the right gift for that special, special human being. If God had to go shopping at the giant Walmart in the sky and buy a gift for you, what would God buy? What would you want God to buy for you? Would it be toys? And yes, children, adults have toys. If you don't believe me, we have a new Tesla dealership in town on the West End. I would love to have one of those toys. But I would also like to have a new fishing rod. You hear that out there? Fishing rod. Some of us would like to have new sewing machines or cars or, or dresses or some other pretty thing. We, we, we would like to have new ornaments like some beautiful jewelry that we could place on our wrists. Or would, we, would God give us something that we could use to further the mission that God has for the world? Because there is no Walmart or Target or shopping mall in the sky. God doesn't go shopping for those kinds of gifts for us. God gives us the kinds of gifts that we could use to serve others. You see, brothers and sisters, we are gifted to be givers, gifted to be in ministry with God, gifted to bring the kingdom of God to reality right here in Bloomington Normal and around the world. 
When we accept Christ, we are like children in the faith. God decided to give us gifts that we could use in our individual ministries. Every one of us in this room, no matter how young or how old, no matter your physical condition, every one of us in this room has an assignment, has a mission that God wants to achieve in you, and God has gifted you with what you need to achieve that mission. And hopefully through your prayer life and through your life of being present and through your witness and through your service and your gifts, you will discover that unique thing that God has given especially to you. Like the carpenter and the plumber are given gifts, tools that they can use. God gives every believer a new set of tools to use to building of the kingdom because brothers and sisters, the building of the kingdom is the alternative lifestyle, it's the alternative way of living that God has set in motion in the world. There is nothing more powerful on earth than God's church because in God's church are men, women, boys and girls that the spirit of God not only has gifted but uses them to bring hope and love and caring to a world that doesn't believe that good things happen to people. Sometimes we wish that we had the gifts of others. There are times when I wish I could play the piano like Stacy. Man, if I could have that talent, I, I, I'd be at the... No, I wouldn't. <laughs> Sometimes I wish I could sing like Isaac. Man, if I could just, just croon like Al Green. You know, God had given me a voice. I'm so proud to be. See, I can't do it, but I try. When I watch musicians, how many of you, I take, it, I take that bass guitar and I, and I air myself right along with them. Many of us are completely amazed at some of the gift that God has given to people that we see daily. I'm amazed at how when I visit people in the hospital and I go to pray for them and go to cheer them up and they're facing surgery and when I walk into the room, they say, thank you for coming, but I want to tell you something. God has got this and God is using you. You are a gift to God. Thank you for visiting. And instead of me bringing them a gift, they give me the gift of caring and love. An older gentleman knocked on the door of a family in the neighborhood. He had fallen on hard times. And when the family answered the door, he asked them for something to eat. He knew it was Thanksgiving, and most likely people had a spread on the table. The family invited this older gentleman in and, and gave this man a seat at their dining table on that Thanksgiving morning. Afterwards, they talk with him about his journeys through life, about the things that he has done, about his hopes and about his dreams. After several hours, he thanked the family and he reached in his pocket and he pulled out a silver dollar. And the family refused it. They said, you have blessed us. You have given us an opportunity to be a blessing for God to you. And that's enough. 
And the older gentleman saw the little girl holding her father's hand. And he said, "Then, then let me give it to your daughter. She doesn't know anything about money at this point. Let her keep it as a gift from me. So the family accepted the silver dollar for the little girl, and they never saw this gentleman again. Years later, one day as this little girl grew older in her teen years, she saw a picture of a 130-year-old silver dollar that collectors were offering thousands of dollars to buy. She ran up in her room and in her keepsake box, she looked at the gift that this man had given her and it was that coin that was lost that many people were looking for. The man had given her a treasure that she carried around most of her life without knowing its true value. Brothers and sisters, many people, many people today have been given a variety of gifts from God but they do not know what they are. They do not know how to use them. That's what the church is for. We recognize the gifts that God has placed inside of people, and we could use every single thing that God has gifted us with. There is nothing that God has gifted you with that we cannot use. You know the story of the widow who gave her last two pennies in the offering pot. Even those could be used by God. No matter if you don't have money at all, God has placed within you gifts that if we use them all together, if we help people discover what their gifts are and help them to use them in the church, God's kingdom would become more of a reality on earth when people don't recognize their gifts there is a tendency to think that we have been cheated when we look at others who are obviously so gifted a concert violinist had a brother who was a bricklayer and one day one day a woman began to talk to him they wanted to interview him because he was a renowned bricklayer about his talented brother who All over the world, people were asking him to come and play that beautiful instrument. And the bricklayer said to the woman, oh, yeah, he's he's one of the greatest ever to play a violin. But I'm glad he learned how to play that thing or he was gifted with it because he ain't much of a bricklayer. And if he didn't learn to make money with that thing, he would never be able to hire a bricklayer like me to build his house. He would never be able to hire a bricklayer like me. Friends, God has laid the foundation for the repentance of the world. Jesus had in mind when he laid out the foundation of the church. Build a ministry that touches people and then gives them gifts 
to each and every member that when used in combination yields a growing productive church that changes everyone who sees that church, you and I, wherever we are as Christians. We know that God has given each of us precious gifts. These gifts were designed for the furtherance of the kingdom. We have been given gifts to give them away. Gifts that we give to the world of service so that people can come to know this Thanksgiving. You may not have a turkey on your table, but God loves you. You may not have been able to afford the meal that you now have if it wasn't for churches that got together and sponsored missions to put a bag of grocery for you and your family. You may not have had a Christmas toy because your mother or father may have been in prison, but because of Operation Shoebox, I call it. People who don't know you from all over the world love you enough because you are a child of God to make sure that you know on this Christmas season where God gave the greatest gift ever, you have not been left out. Brothers and sisters, that's the church. That's what we do. We use what we have because we realize everything we have came from God. Our ability to speak, to talk, to walk, our ability to earn a living, the children, the grandchildren, the nieces, the cousins, everything we have was given to us by God. And God simply wants us not to be stingy, but use your gift of song. Use your gift of laughter. Use your gift of love to someone who desperately needs to know during this Thanksgiving and Christmas season that God has not forgotten about them. That as they watch the Thanksgiving parades and they see millions of dollars floating around on floats, they won't get it twisted and think because they don't have the riches. God does not care for them. I was watching the television news yesterday, and it says that violent crime is going up because people don't have money to purchase gas and food. And this epidemic has caused people not to be able to get around and work like they need to. And I thought, CBS, MSNBC, ABC, you need to focus more on the church. I know that shootings are popular in the news. I know that robbery is popular in the news. But if you would turn those cameras to Calvary and other churches in the world, you would see men and women who every single day of their life 
they bring hope and joy to a world that desperately needs to know that God has not abandoned us, that God loves us dearly. In the scripture that Alice read from Ephesians 4, we see that God has gifted the church with people who have been given what we call spiritual gifts. I like to call them graces. And it suggests that these gifts are freely given to us by God. And my brothers and sisters, none of us have been given the same identical gifts. Even if we are, some are better at it than others. My middle son graduated from high school when he was 15 and a half years old. He couldn't even drive. Drove my oldest son crazy. Because the things my oldest son had to work hard at, he got it naturally. They played for the same basketball team in high school. My oldest son would dribble night after night and shoot free throws, but his little brother didn't even have to. He could shoot free throws with either hand. Drove my son crazy. His little brother seemed to beat him at everything naturally until he discovered that God gifted him not to play basketball or not to be the most intelligent person in the class, but God gifted him to be a pastor, to shepherd people into understanding their gifts, to help people know that God has placed within them a power that when generated by the Holy Spirit can change the world. Paul says, God has given us prophets, given us teachers, given us evangelists, and given us gifts of money and given us gifts of talent, gifts of leadership and administration. Gifts where people can show mercy to folks that they've never seen in their entire life. And brothers and sisters, we have to remember that what we are is God's gift to us. What we do with the gifts that God has given us, including our funds, is our gift to God. God has gifted us. What we do with those gifts are a gift back to God. The Yuletide season is a celebration of God's gift giving. Beginning with the crude manger of Bethlehem, we see clear and succinct a message that Christian faith is the celebration of ordinary people who come to possess a very extraordinary power when placed in the hand of God. When we ask to serve, it's God asking to give those gifts back to God's service. The Christ child in the manger was a gift to the world. What the world does with the gift is left up to each individual. Your ability to sing, to sew, to count, to dance, to draw, to crack jokes, 
to listen, to remember, to calculate, or to paint. It's God's gift to you. What you do with that gift is your gift to God. On this Stewardship Commitment Sunday, we're asking you not only to fill out a pledge card, but fill out in your heart a pledge that says, God, I'm rededicating myself back to you. I'm not perfect, you know that. You sent your son and his spirit to live in an imperfect vessel. But God, I recognize that with repentance and relying on you, I could give back to you some of the precious moments, some of the precious oil, some of the precious gifts that you have given me to make your precious world a more loving and caring place. Let's pray. Spirit of living God, thank you for all that you have done through the church. Thank you for all that you will do in the church. The church is your secret weapon in the world that not even the gates of Hades can prevail against your church because you have empowered it to be not only a witness but to be life-changing evidence that you are a God of love and a God that dispenses grace in large, unselfish measures. I pray your spirit will allow us to use those gifts in your service and give them right back to you through serving your people.